Come on in. The Carolina Outdoors is now in session in the ongoing pursuit to get you outside and know what's happening in our Carolinas and beyond. Through doing that, we talk about gear, a lot of gear that we purvey over at Jesse Brown's Outdoors and also people that are helping make the outdoor world go around. I'm Bill Barty, along with Wes Lawson. You know, Bill, we do sell a lot of great things to the outdoors, and footwear is probably one of our real sweet spots. And footwear is kind of one of those things that people are a little kind of weird about. Very weird about. Is it because everyone is somewhat of a specialist in their own feet? So therefore, they know their size, they know their feet, and they know what they want it to feel like. I think you meant to say they think they know. (laughs) Because most people think they know, and then they get a proper foot treatment. They figure, you know, somebody else tells them, actually, you have a very high arch, not a flat foot, and it makes a huge difference. And they realize how comfortable they can be. So true. And then their loved ones love them more because they're happier. (laughs) But oftentimes their loved ones who do not know the other person's foot provide, uh, um, you know, I guess uh, counseling Mm -hmm. and advice, maybe where it's not needed. Like, those look so cute. You should get those (laughs) shoes. Or those look too big for you. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, let's get the fit and the functionality down first and then wonder if they're too cute or not. Well, this is going to be an educational moment here on the Carolina Outdoors because we're going to bring someone on who is trained in this realm, who Mm -hmm. has made a a, a living in this realm for getting close to three decades. And through that, we hope our listeners to the Carolina Outdoors will get to know their feet a little bit better, but also get to know the footwear market a little bit better. And it is somewhat ironic, I think, that um, one of the leaders in minimalist footwear was created by a company that maybe now, but at one time, was the leading manufacturer of outsoles. Yeah. We're also going to find out how to properly pronounce that company because some say tomato, some say tomato, some say vibram. Some say Vibram. We're going to get to the bottom of all that as we invite Kev Martin on from Five Fingers, Vibram or Vibram's Five Fingers, and Adrenaline Sports Marketing. He's joining the Carolina Outdoors right now. Kev, welcome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Great, great to be here. Well, it's fun to have you. And there's a, 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 a guy named Vital Bramani who started a company, and we're going to let you pronounce it, because a lot of us say Vibram and are going to know that company, but a lot of us say Vibram. Um, He kicked this whole thing off way back when, didn't he? In the 1940s, actually. He was a well-known and respected mountaineer in Italy, a member of the Italian Alpine Club, actually. But uh, around World War II time, uh, when rubber... And latex became a major component of really anything to do with the war movement uh, on on all sides. You know, when tires first come to mind. Uh, but you're right; it is it is either way. Both ways are right. Uh, Vibram, Vibram, tomato, tomato. The man's name was Vitali Bramani. So the first couple syllables of each of his first and last name come up with Vibram. However, when I was first uh, became aware of of this product or the component you see on the bottom of shoes and boots way back in the 1980s, 
we all called it Vibram and did for 25, 30 years. So I'm also a recent convert to uh, to learning the, the way that uh, the family name is in, in, in used to, to say the name Vibram. I wish you were my teacher back in school because it, it's nice to get the answer right either way. Um, and, and that's far from how it usually went for me. But let me, let's fast forward from the 1940s to 2005 because that iconic brand of Vibram um, came out with a type of minimalist footwear. I guess its original use was um, in the yachting world to grip on boat decks and that sort. But Vibram's or Vibram's five fingers came about um as a leader in minimalist footwear. So we're going to take this moment for you to kind of explain explain what a pedorthist is as we delve into the foot because minimalist footwear, for our listeners out there who cannot see what a five-finger is, for many it looks like a glove for your feet mm-hmm. to support or protect. But, Kev, can you talk to us about how this works, especially with the build-out the anatomy of a foot, if you will. That's absolutely accurate, Bill. The, it really is a glove for your foot. And I'll give a, uh, a quick uh, shout-out to really the unsung hero of Vibram Vibram. And he was a design student at the University of Vinschau, which is in northern Italy right on the, the, the Alp border. Uh, his name was Robert Fleary. And he was really just a design student, was, came up with an idea borrowed from, of all places, the Amazon, uh, where Havia latex trees grew. Um, what, would it, what would happen if you just covered the foot with a protective membrane and therefore allowed the foot to operate the way we were born, you know, to, to do exactly what it was designed to do? The foot is a very... A complex structure, but when you leave it alone, it does just fine. Obviously, we can walk around the planet with our eyes closed and stay upright somehow. So, you know, it's made up of uh, 26 to 28 bones, about about 33 joints, over a hundred ligaments, muscles, and tendons. All of these work in unison. We like to say at Vibram that your foot is the technology. Uh, often we're asked, well, what do these things do? What, what, does a, what does a pair of five fingers do for you? And I often quit back, nothing. They don't do anything except protect your foot a little bit. They allow the foot to operate just the way it was designed to, to give you back that balance, that sense of proprial receptiveness, and that's a, just a big fancy word that means allow your foot to really feel uh, the ground underneath you, and that kicks in your parasympathetic and your sympathetic systems, which allow you to, to make quick calculations to, to keep your balance. Uh, I think we've seen with this uh, the pandemic that has afflicted the whole entire world uh, we haven't been able to go to the gyms, at least in the early parts of the of when it started, to uh, to work out or you know to go to certain places we normally would to 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 work on our bodies and, and get a good workout. So that forced a lot of people inside when they, who do yoga, who do Pilates, any kind of a balance beam or a workout that requires balance, which is pretty much all of them. So that. Uh, if I could tell you maybe the other side of the story, uh, from my point of view as a 
I was a podorthist in the 1990s, uh, played uh, soccer in college, broke both ankles, and that, that got my attention, and I knew I should start paying attention to feet, and uh, learned how to, you know, pro- professionally fit a pair of shoes or really ski boots, when, because when you're trying to uh, maneuver down a, an icy slope uh, with a giant fulcrum on the bottom of your ski boot your fit really does matter quite a bit kev i gotta go back because if i was your opponent that means i could say hey i just broke both those dudes ankles (laughs) yeah that's, uh, <laughs> okay. that's, that's true. Uh, that is not a that's not a fun experience, and I don't recommend it. Uh, however, uh, the shoe this leads to a little uh, uh, diatribe about uh, culture and demographics and where one lives. Because if you do live in an urban center or a city, and this goes back, you know, thousands of years, where your foot is mostly operating in a flat, hard like a concrete or asphalt environment, it starts to get lazy. Uh, the, foot, the shoe tends to do more of the transition of your body weight from your heel to the ball of your foot. So your, your foot starts to not, not recede, but you're not using all of those uh, over 100 tendons, ligaments, and muscles as much. And so what, what the five fingers does is really remove all of those barriers and give you back uh, a full sense of uh, utilizing all of your anatomy to keep your balance. And you're strengthening all of these ligaments and tendons, which, of course, support the whole structure of the foot when you walk. And, that, and then when I walk, when, we, when I say that, I don't mean just walk straight ahead. I mean all 360 degrees uh, in whatever activity you might be doing. Maybe it's tennis. Maybe it's, uh, you know, surfing for me or kiteboarding or maybe it's snowboarding. Maybe it's uh, playing uh, pickleball seems to be real popular right now. All of these tendons and ligaments support the structure and the joints and the foot so that we don't roll an ankle. Or pull, or end up with plantar fasciitis, which is a, something you hear about a lot of the, on the store floor. Well, and then sometimes there's just the people who like to be barefooted. And Wes Lawson's going to jump in here and throw something down. Yeah. So, Kev, I was curious. You know, a lot of people, um, their shoe shopping or shoe buying experience is fairly, uh, you know, autonomous. They order online or they go into a large store where they're just responsible for pulling shoes off the wall and. You know, I've always worn XYZ brand. I'll just get these. And, and, you know, and they're somewhat complacent in their uh, foot health. But you talked about being a once upon a time certified podarthist. What is that? And what's the benefit to the general public to actually learning just a little bit about proper foot health and the right shoes to wear? Great question, and it can lead to a whole nother two-hour uh, dissertation. So I won't—I'll spare you that. You got to talk to our program director. <laughs> <laughs> the quick of it is that a, a certified podorthist is someone who's trained in lower leg extremity maladies, and that, for me, of course, started with a, a broken ankle. But uh, it could be as something as simple as a sprained ankle or plantar fasciitis is often the, the buzzword we hear in, in shoe stores. But a podorthist is someone who is not a doctor but is able to identify 
basic maladies in the foot uh, and then can make a accommodative over-the-counter device. Now, some podorthists uh, make, uh, make what is uh, diagnosed by a doctor, and a doctor of foot health would be a podiatrist, but a podorthist, think of a podorthist as an aftermarket fitter who can make an orthotic to, to make a pair of New Balance 909s or a pair of Lang ski boots or whatever it is, uh, fit better and respond better, be more comfortable. So that's, that's really what a podorthist does. And many, many of the higher-end shoe stores have one on staff, not all, but uh, it, is, it is helpful uh, in, in the higher-end stores like Jesse Brown's when you've got someone who knows that people don't buy shoes by numbers. Now, we all think we know what size we wear, but really that's just an index number. That's just a guide to help the shoe fitter know where to start. So thinking about my Atlanta Braves the other night who pulled it off in game six, all we're trying to do is hit a single to shallow center. We're not going to – it's not going to be a home run immediately. We want to get close with the fit and then dial it in. And that's where the fedorthus comes in. So if you think of shoes as being one of the world's uh, most, uh, it's really just a bell curve, uh, mass-produced product like many things are, um, we can get you into the right size, but then we might, may have to uh, do something about the arch length or about the width of the forefoot or maybe add a pad in the, a varus wedge in the back of the arch. So this is where the podorthist or, or someone who's been trained, a shoe fitter has been trained by a podorthist, uh, can help get the best fit possible for both health and performance. The voice you hear there is Kev Martin. He is with Vibram Five Fingers, and he's also a trained podorathist back in the day. He's been doing this for three decades or so. No matter how you're listening to the Carolina Outdoors right now, whether it be via the airwaves of WBT Radio as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard via the airwaves of WBT, or maybe you're listening to us via the podcast, Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors, This portion of the Carolina Outdoors is brought to you by the hardest working parts of your body, your feet, not your mouth, but your feet. Protect them with footwear from Jesse Brown's, especially our minimalist footwear from Vibram Five Fingers. Your feet deserve to go back to nature. So, Kevin, it's interesting to me, um, somewhat by accident, on our shoe wall, the Vibram Five Fingers sit awfully close to another shoe that was designed from the yachting community. Keens have been around now for about 15, 20 years, give or take, rough math. And that Keen Newport came out of the yachting world. Of course, that's got a heavier foot um, last to it. It's got a big toe bumper up front. They're pretty obvious. They kind of look like uh, a hiking boot and a clown shoe combined. But then next to that is the Vibram Five Fingers, which also kind of got its first bit of daylight in the yachting world. What is it about yachting that is causing such a big change in performance outdoor footwear like a five-finger, which, as you mentioned, lots of yoga and Pilates instructors use them. Lots of power lifters use them so their feet can really make good firm balancing contact. What is it about yachting that has the rest of us kind of playing second fiddle? 
That's another great question, Wes. Uh, and this is something I could speak to uh, from a, another personal perspective, having grown up in the boating world in the Florida Keys. Uh, I was a sailor for a lot of my early years on uh, big yachts, uh, the Southern Ocean Racing Conference. This is long before Vibram came along, of course, but the, the benefit of, of having a uh, uh, something that feels like the barefoot experience uh, without having to uh, nick your foot on a block or on any kind of deck apparatus that can cut you. Uh, that was really the goal, to to give a, a, a sailor in really the small boat. I mean, we say yachts, but we're talking lasers, you know, prams, IODAs, Flying Dutchman, all of the smaller boats that there's all kinds of sharp pieces of tackle and and blocks and and things on the deck of the boat that could that can really hurt if you scratch or hit your foot on them. So that toe bumper on the keen does the same thing to protect you from from catching a toe on something. But the the five fingers goal was to give back to the sailor that barefoot experience. So that was really the origin. And then it was adapted into, oh, yeah, wow, these feel great when you're surfing, too. You don't have to, you know, walk and step on the sharp rocks as you head out to the lineup, and, and they work great on a sailboard if you jump off your, your board anywhere. Um, so water, the, the, the water lifestyle really endears uh, to the to the Vibram or the, the, the customer who would like five fingers initially because it's a protective covering that allows you that barefoot experience. Later on, it was found, this was really a timing thing, uh, in the footwear world when the minimalist movement came about uh, around 2007-8. It coincided with a, a well-known book called Born to Run. And so minimalist running came along, and Vibram was adopted by a lot of people who already ran barefoot. Um, we forget that in this country, you know, where we have every luxury and every product uh, imaginable, a lot of the world doesn't have that, and they're mostly barefoot or with minimal footwear to begin with. So there is a balance. There is a fine line there. We, we often do have to talk to runners about uh, cautioning them about doing too much too quickly in a, in a pair of footwear or a pair of feet, five fingers. And Kev, Kev, has, I want, yeah. Kev, I'm going to stop you right there to hone in on this just a little bit. We've got like a minute or so left, but just real quick. We've talked about health, wellness, balance, going back to nature, but a lot of our listeners will say, yes, I see someone who looks like they're running fast in five fingers, barefoot practically, but what you're saying is that's not necessarily how they should be used. You need to build up to train your feet, to enhance those muscles. These are not just running shoes that you can put on and go. You need to practice. That's exactly right, Bill. A quick analogy I use is that if you were to come up to a river on your hiking trail that had some rocks you had to hop on across the river, to jump to each rock, you would probably want to land on your forefoot for accuracy and for to absorb the shock and body weight. And that's kind of the running style that, that runners who use five fingers use. It's a midfoot or a forefoot strike. We can do another program on that, but that is, that's basically how runners acclimate to a five fingers product. 
26 bones, 30 joints, and over 100 muscles, tendons, and ligaments are in our feet. It's complex. It's hardworking. It's our feet, and they're protected by something we have at Jesse Brown's called Vibram Five Fingers. Kev Martin of Vibram Five Fingers and Adrenaline Sports Marketing, thank you so much for coming on with Wes Lawson and Bill Barty, the outdoor guys from Jesse Brown's. It's been my pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. Off he goes and off we go. But just for a moment, we're going to come back and wrap this thing up called the Carolina Outdoors.